Lights, camera, action. Yeah, the show before the show. <laughs> Here we are. Hi, Lizzie. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Lights, camera, action. Yeah, the show before the show. Lizzie, you're going to have to mute your uh, speaker on your laptop. I just did it. Okay. I just did it. Good morning, Derek and Karen, Robert, Bendy, Mike, all. Good morning to you this morning. Um, Lizzie, what did you and Dave do, David do last night? We went mini golfing, neon mini golfing, and we went to an escape room. You went to the what? We went to an escape room. Oh, I've done that was, before. Yeah, I, I had never done that. And it was the insane asylum. So we fit right in. Yeah, make sure you have some very good critical thinkers with you if you do that. Yes. Hey, Ben. Good morning, bud. Haven't seen you in a while. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets tonight. First preseason game. Um, <laughs> hey, Burgundy. Good morning. Um, getting ready to get going. Uh can't wait. We've got uh, another guest co-host in the 9 o'clock hour today with us, Nicole Jenkins, owner of Veterans Advantage Urgent Care. She'll be in studio. Ben says at Wentys, watch the Jets tonight. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Aaron Rodgers. I wonder if he's going to get any snaps for us sports guys. Karen says, I just did an escape room, Lizzie. You see that, Lizzie? Yes, I did. Oh, you didn't make it out in time? We actually made it out in record time, they said, and made us take our picture and all that. And it wasn't because of me, because I didn't get it all. My 14-year-old... It was because of David, wasn't it? Oh, yes, Of always. course it was. The dude's a genius. He'll, make, he'll be making appearances with us from time to time. He disappeared. I saw him up today. I was like, when Steve comes on, I thought it would be too many boxes, but he disappeared too quickly, Lizzie. Right. right. Well, it did. It didn't look good, and his sound kept interfering with, the, with my sound. Mary Jo says, Vic, who is your favorite team? When it comes to the NFL, that is the team that has been picked to win FC North this year. They've been picked to win the NFC North. That is the super successful Detroit Lions. <laughs> I covered when I was, uh, I was also a sports guy before I became a news guy. And I covered the first 0-16 season ever by an NFL team in Detroit. <laughs> It was the bane of my existence. Every Monday or Tuesday going in for media day was, I mean, when they got to be 0-10 and, and you looked at the schedule, you're like, truck, these guys are going to go in 16 and you kind of knew it. So you'd have to come up with different questions and <laughs> try to, and they knew they were going 0-16. So somehow, some way, it was an endearment issue for me. My youngest son was born in the D, as he tells me. Dad, I was born in the D. Get me a Rodman jersey. I'm a Red Wings fan. He's like, the Tigers are okay. And I can't stand that cocky school called Michigan. But I like these Spartans. Oh. So anyway, uh, I passed on a love of football because we were a football family. And go figure, I gave him the Detroit Lions. So for the first time in a long time, the Lions appear to be good. We'll see. <laughs> So there's your answer to the question. Robert says, it was the Ford Lions then. In-laws running it now. Oh, that's the difference. And we do have a lot of listeners and viewers in the Michigan area. Speaking of which, next week, we're going to have on. If you didn't realize yet, we, we cover politics from all over the country, from all over the world. We focus on St. Louis City, St. Louis County, Missouri. But you want to talk about some craziness going on these days? 
where people are really fighting the good fight. When you talk about being a patriot, when you talk about freedom issues, go to the state of Michigan where Gretchen Whitmer is the governor, and she is one of the hardest far-left people you will ever meet against freedom by her own signing of laws, against patriots. Um, It would blow your mind. I'm just going to tell you, I'm just looking it up right now. Next week, we're going to have on, where is he? Oh, to explain, Shane Treo. Shane Treo is going to join us. Uh, He's in the political scene in Michigan, and it will blow your mind what they're trying to do to certain individuals, literally trying to have them arrested um, in the whole situation of what's going on there. So anyway, um, we've got that going on. Um, Let's see here. So Nicole Jenkins in at 9, Stephen King at 8.15. This is the show before the show. Glad everybody's here. Um, But I'm just finishing up a couple things here. And of course, Tom Brady now getting involved in a soccer team in Europe. Go figure, Lizzie. Of course, that's what all the cool people are doing now. Get a soccer all team. All the cool people. Mm-hmm. Soccer's yeah. really cool now. Let's get a soccer team. All right, let's go ahead and start the show. All right. Appreciate it, buddy. Hey guys, welcome in to Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. I'm Vic Faust, Lizzie Sparks alongside from Gulf Shores, Alabama. Pro Joel running the boards as always, coming up at 8.15. Stephen King from Metro Shooting Supply will be in studio. And we got a couple different gun issues to talk about. Plus, um, what's the latest with his battle with MSD? That from the state of Missouri, but it doesn't have to be the state of Missouri. It could be any state in the country where people are dealing with those issues. Coming up at 9 o'clock, Nicole Jenkins. She'll be alongside guest hosting today, of course, very popular. The owner of Veterans Advantage Urgent Care should be rocking and rolling the show with us a little bit later. So we're glad to have that alongside. Once again, this is Cancel This. Cancelthishow.com. You can catch us Monday through Friday live, 8 to 10 a.m. Central and all the time. Check out all of our original content, all of our platforms, our advertising partners as well. Just jump in, do what you do, be a part of the show. The podcast is a, is is special because of you guys. With that being said, you can send us likes. You can send us the stars on Facebook. Also, when you go on, like, subscribe, and you share the show with people or send them information from the show it helps it helps us get to as many people as possible there's all kinds of platforms as we're live on uh lizzie can you remind everybody who may be joining in again how they can watch us on cancel this and absolutely listen? you can watch us on many many platforms live today we are on facebook youtube rumble and twitch and you can interact on all those platforms okay and what about our audio Do- our audio um i heard Yes, iHeart, Spotify, Apple, Clout Hub. There's a lot of just Google, um, I guess maybe. Go- yeah, Google. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. all all over the place. So we're all over the place. <laughs> you can go to cancelthisshow.com and find it all. Okay, um, 
Coming up at 8.15, Steve King. 9 o'clock, Nicole Jenkins. Uh, before we get to Steve King, and we'll touch upon it a little bit later in the show as well, but with all the craziness that's going on right now with Donald Trump and going after him, and if you didn't already know what's happening when it comes to the media, what they cover, what they don't cover, um, you know, Tucker Carlson interviewed Devin Archer. Um, he put... He posted it last night. And for anybody that thinks Tucker's gone away, because somebody alleged that to me, I'm like, what? Tucker. Yeah, no, he hasn't gone away. Yeah, he had 17 and a half million views this morning and under 18 hours just on his interview with Devin Archer. So I was like, okay, Tucker's fine. Everything's fine with that standpoint. So you see what you see going on there. But people are going to go after him as best as they can. Did I send you that photo, Joe, in regards to the amount of people? Or the amount of mentions that Hunter Biden has gotten on MSNBC, CNN, and so forth as a, compared to Donald Trump. Just look at this. The Biden family corruption as opposed to Donald Trump mentions. I have said this for years when I saw the first algorithms that get pushed when people go, oh, the media is not biased. All you have to do, our viewers can see it and for our listeners. Uh, in recent days, 759 times Donald Trump has been mentioned, Hunter Biden, the Devin Archer mentioned, 48. <laughs> that is just crazy. <laughs> That's CNN, MSNBC, news media obsessed with Trump. They want ratings. They're going after Trump. That's because he's the most popular guy. And Lizzie, I know that you may not be the biggest Fox News fan in the world. Yesterday, I came to... Uh, your side when it came to Mike Pence. And oh, and by the way, Mike Pence, he's all excited. He's that dumbass is posting his interview with Fox News on his own Instagram of him going after Trump as if it's a badge of honor and getting railed up and down on his own Instagram. Like yes, nothing yes, positive. Railing him. The guy, railing him. It, it makes you wonder is he getting paid to do what he's doing? Does somebody have something on him? Because nobody in their right mind would be doing that to themselves hey look at me i'm the most unpopular guy in america on the republican side i'm gonna promote what i just did and get ripped and say hey everybody holy shit that guy's lost his mind um then fox news yesterday released their their own polling that 50 percent of donald trump voters now or people who have said they would vote for donald trump are now considering an alternative choice <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Fox, we believe you. Uh, it's sad because they're starting to show their true colors they with are. Donald Trump. They mm -hmm. do such a good job in so many areas, but it's we the do. Trump factor again. It's like, what the hell is wrong with you? Just be honest, be direct. Correct. Our own news Fox polling, our own specific poll now says that 50% of Republicans are considering a different choice. <laughs> and, and the first choice. picture is Ron DeSantis. I'm like, give me mm -hmm. a break. And he's toast. Ron DeSantis is toast. He's well, screwed up. Well, we know that. It's just th th people don't care. They're, they want their little lives, their restaurants, their happy hours, their kids in sports. Correct. I've lived the life. I get it. But until you wake up, until you know what's going on, people just need to get away from crap when they see it. A lot of times you don't see it. That's why we're here. We're trying to educate you on everything that's going on. Jay says, fake Russian report lied to FISA FISA court destroyed 33,000 emails called laptop fake. 
and not one single charge regarding Hunter Biden and that entire situation. It is sad because we've already talked about what the DOJ is doing, what the upper echelons of the FBI are doing. And then on top of this situation that Fox is coming out and doing what they're doing, did you see, I saw it come out today, one of Donald Trump's best friends is Vince McMahon. He started up, uh, he had the most successful professional wrestling. Um, He is the executive chairman That's Vince McMahon of the WWE, the World Wrestling Entertainment. Well, the federal government executed a search warrant on Vince McMahon, one of Trump's best friends. Keep that in mind last month. All part of an investigation into claims. Once again, all you have to do is allege something. You don't even have to have proof, but you put it out there first without any proof. And well, this is my word. This is what I'm saying investigation into claims of sexual misconduct oh come on i i i know i know mcmore mcmahon was forced of course to retire if people didn't know back in 2022 but he remained the company's majority shareholder now he left then wwe disclosed multiple expenses that mcmahon hadn't reported totaling about 19.6 million dollars that forced the company to revise its financial statements for the previous three years okay fine i get it Um, But then the Wall Street Journal reported in 2022 that McMahon had paid tens of millions of dollars to four women. They alleged to cover up allegations of infidelity or what's being referred to as misconduct. So McMahon has denied the allegations from the get-go. He said it's not there. There's no proof. Anyway, um, he returned to the company as a board member. And then as soon as he's returned to the company, guess what? Now, Federal agents are going after Vince McMahon, and it has been well documented that he is one of Donald Trump's biggest supporters financially and as a friend. And then there you go. There you go. They go after, they go after Vince McMahon. That's what can happen. If you're, the man is so popular right now, Donald Trump, that they went after his family. They went after other people. Now they're going after his friends. Yes, yes. And, and they're so obsessed with sexual talk that they, that's the point they try to make with all of his friends. Well, the other problem that we have with this is, and this is a massive problem, on the heels of the sound of freedom, as Paul says, still no published list from the pedophilia island, Epstein Island. They put all the energy into this other stuff, mm-hmm. but not all this other BS stuff, not in to the Epstein Island. People, we, most of the people that are here are, are, you're awake. You understand what's going on. But there are so many people that just don't get it. And once again, you just get comfortable in your little life and okay, whatever, I get it. And, and something is really messed up. You go watch The Sound of Freedom and then you wonder why the hell we don't have the client list Epstein Island yet. Why only one person sits in prison and it's a female. Correct. No males. Female. Not one male. I think we'd be really surprised at who's on that list. I think some we can assume, but I think if that list came out, we would be shocked as who's all on there. Well, it just sucks. We're in a very dark time of this country, and it's all political driven. Um, there are forces and factors that are trying to tear apart every inch of our, our fabric of a society uh, in the midst of everything else going wrong. Next week, we are also going to talk, I think probably Monday, Monday at nine o'clock, a, a friend of mine, his name is Jim Eady. He's uh, a Canadian podcaster, but he's involved and in, well, he does a lot more than that, but he's involved in the pork industry 
and he does newsletters and basically a reporter for everything pork related. The biggest farms and agriculture and what's going on. He said the pork industry is decimated in shambles right now and nobody knows. No, I mean, he says a lot of people are in it. No, they're talking about it. But national media refuses to cover it unless individuals are out covering it. Something bad is coming. We're not trying to scare you. We're just letting you know. This is just one little piece of that pie with all the slivers in it that shows we've got a massive issue. We've got a problem. And nobody's talking about it. We try to do that here. We're going to continue to try to do that on CancelThisShow.com. Once again, I'm Vic Faust with Lizzie Sparks and Projo running the boards from an engineering standpoint. You just don't know where these things are going. You don't know what's going to happen. We do our best to bring it to you because so many of these situations are now coming up where we're trying to figure out, okay, okay, what are we going to do from an inch, uh, a presidential standpoint when it comes to the election? Your local elections. It gets monotonous it gets boring to talk about we're doing our best from that standpoint steve king running a few minutes late he'll be here uh, for those who live in the st louis area understand the i-40 when there's an accident good luck <laughs> trying to go through everything that you possibly can there um also jessica says something bad is coming question marks it's already here yes. um she says she also posted, or Paul posted something about that on his insider page. I'm not sure what Paul's talking about. Um, I don't know if that had to do with the the pork situation, the ag farms. Um, we've talked about small farmers being pushed out. Um, it's happening in that industry. A couple big families or big conglomerates run everything, absolutely everything. So media doesn't even care anymore. They're just throwing out what they want to throw out because they can. And people are too afraid to push the envelope when you're told uh, to just be happy, just sit back, just collect checks, don't go out and try to cover all these situations. Um, yeah. Yeah. And by the way, I agree with Jay. He says these indictments, as Fox says, are not making him less popular. They're making him more popular. Correct. And the more you talk, wherever you are, the best. We're one outlet. There are several outlets out there doing a fantastic job of just getting truth out there, which is what we're all trying to do. It's all about truth. It's all about bringing the full story out there so people can see what the hell's going on. Because right now, I, I it blows my mind to think about all the stories that we continue to cover <laughs> that I never thought we would be covering. Um, we talk about... Um, what's happening with policing a lot. We talk about a lack of respect for police and military. Well, Portland deserves what they get. And we've talked about Portland in the past. Um, it makes you wonder, is anything going to change there? Um, these are the type of stories that are happening. If you haven't seen it yet, um, yesterday or two days ago, a Portland female doctor just walking down the street gets knocked out, just walking down the street, homeless person comes up and smashes them right in her face. Um, she says she doesn't blame police. She's like, we don't have enough police. And she's like, this stuff happens. They're not going to go and get anybody because this is what happens. She's a radiologist, Mary Cosatino. And she says, we don't have enough police. We don't have the force to protect our citizens. And we did it to ourselves. And it's only going to get worse. Right. Now, we have positive hope. When you have politicians who are trying to stand up, different parts of the country, there is hope. There is hope in certain parts of the country. The sad part is, for me, they're, they're, they're red areas. 
We need to be united, red and blue. We talk about that all the time. Mm-hmm. But where are the safest cities in whole? Where are the cities doing the best? They're the red cities. They're not the blue cities. Correct. And like you and I have said before. But local media, and national media won't cover it unless you're somewhat Fox and Newsmax and OAN. Absolutely. And and while we're trying to get the blue to wake up, it's so obvious that the safest areas are red areas and the, the people that are blue, they just don't see it. And I don't understand why they don't see it. It's crazy. Do you still are, do you have conversations with any of those people? With with blue people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With blue people? We have to have the conversations yes. and move. Not yes, just talk. I, I definitely had a lot more blue friends before they knew I was for Trump. So a lot of people just stopped talking to me. But now they're kind of coming back and not exactly apologizing, but actually want to have a conversation. And they'll try to prop up Biden to me. And I'm like, okay, give me what he's doing good. And they can't. So now they're back to talking to me. And like Mary's calling them Smurfs. And that is true that they actually act like a Smurf. Democrats are Smurfs right now. But we have to cross the aisle and talk to them. We, we have to wake them up. Some of them won't. But little by little, they're waking up. Look at our producer. He woke up. <laughs> Joe's like, oh, leave me out of this. Yeah, but he, but he did. He did. He's well, one of those. I, I do still have some blue friends that I talk to, and uh, most of them, uh, it's it's just about not liking Trump. It's it's really yes. they they've been conditioned over you know with the propaganda that happened during his his term, and uh, yeah, Smurfs. Who would Papa Smurf be? Biden. I mean, uh, Obama, it has to be Obama. Yeah, it's got to be Obama. He's the biggest <laughs> smurf of them all. And Joe, you're right. It's Everyone is mad just about Trump. Now, I wonder if we got someone else, would they wake up? So say if it was DeSantis. Clumsy smurf what? has to be Biden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you. You got me thinking no, about smurfs good. right you're now. Good. You're good. Smurfs are fun He to is definitely about. clumsy, dumb. Yes. Uh, Yes. disoriented smurf there would be a new smurf <laughs> yes a new smurf what were you That's saying exactly. i'm sorry no no it's fine it's just well like um Jeannie's saying her blue friends are still ridiculous and joe's right it's all about donald trump but say we didn't elect donald trump and we re- and we did desantis or tim scott would they vilify him too i think so of course they would they already yeah, have so you they, have they white will. liberals literally white liberals white liberals calling him Uncle Tom and all yes. kinds of racist names yes. while the rest of the Democrats just sit there and let him say anything. Where's LeBron James? Uh, where are the rest of the athletes that want to come out on the big issues? Where are all those entertainers? Right. Where are the fellow politicians? Where are the people that vote for these politicians that say these things? They just go, they, they scurry back into the bush. Just like the memes that we've seen with Homer Simpson, they disappear into the bush. They do. Yeah, yeah totally. They go back and it's um, like they hide. Who would be Brainy Smurf? Uh, all those blue people. Is there a brainy Smurf? I, I don't even know. Stephen King is in studio now with Metro Shooting Supplies. Okay. Who? No. Oh, well. We're, I thought we're being more negative. I'm trying not to be negative to him. <laughs> well, that's true. That is true. Yeah, that's, I agree with that. Grouchy Smurf. That would have to be. Um, but besides Biden, but he he kind of applies to a lot of them. Yeah. I don't know. Grou- grouchy would have to be. Um, um, oh, um, who's the New York senator? Or. or uh, Who's yeah? Uh, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Nancy Pelosi. No, her good oh, friend Schumer. 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 
Schumer, Chuck I can't Schumer. Th- he, I can't think looks, of a better yeah. grouchy Smurf. Yeah, he's the grouchy. Outside of St. Louis's yeah. own Corey Bush, but she did something nice recently. She's trying to help people. So, I mean, I know it's all for political gain, but whatever. I didn't even know there was a hefty Smurf. Do you guys remember a hefty Smurf? Hefty I don't Smurf? think that, that's not true. I've I was never. like, what? Not true. Was there a greedy oh. Smurf? There's a lot greedy, of greedy yes. Smurfs. Yes, yes, there was a that's, greedy. That's all the blue, those in the blue. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Smurf is a good name for that, for sure. Okay. I don't Absolutely. know. Vanity Smurf would have to be uh, uh, California's own Gavin Newsom, right? Yeah, 100%. Unfortunately, if, if there was a hefty Smurf, I think that would go to Illinois' own, and I'll just leave that right there. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're right on it. And I'm all over that dude for bringing in and making cops. Or at least he's given the opportunity for illegals to become cops. Okay. That is insane. This is, <laughs> we've gone way off. There's a lot of scaredy Smurf. Was there a sloppy Smurf? I don't even know what list I'm looking at right now. Sloppy Smurf. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of sloppy Smurfs. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, there we go. Uh, I'm Vic Faust with Lizzie Sparks, Pro Joe in the house, taking care of all the engineering sides of things. Uh, how do we have uh, Steve? Does Steve look all right there? Does he need to be sitting up higher? That's why I was pointing at you, Joe, to make sure. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I was in the process of doing that, and then you can, introduced him. No, can we? Well, that's all right. We go on, okay. Let's make sure he looks good for the rest right. of the segment when we cut those reels for him and make sure that he's yeah. doing all right. Um, once again, this is cancelthiscancelthisshow.com. Um, your guys' interaction with the show is great. Greg says, just the stock market is a Trump marker. In March of 2020, just remember, it tanked. Low 20,000 due to the cupcake. We agree with that. By the time he left office, it was almost back. Before cupcakes, but has already moved since Bidum, as <laughs> he is referred to so eloquently by Lizzie. Yes. Um, yeah, since he left and came back. So anyway, uh, we appreciate you guys and, and jumping in from that standpoint. I just want to make sure we get some of those comments out there. Okay. Uh, Steve King, welcome to the studio, my friend. Welcome back. Uh, Thanks, we love Vic. it when you come in. Um, are you guys still the largest gun store in the state of Missouri? Well, I think we're pretty up. We're up there. If we're not the largest, we're up there pretty high. No, I love having you on. Uh, your knowledge is very, very deep. You you did you did radio shows for a long time too. Where did you do radio? I was uh, on KTRS Big Five Fifty for eight years every Sunday night. Did you like it? I loved it. It was very fun. Just once a week? Yeah, it was once a week. It was uh, from, you know, we had two different time slots, but we were going right before Dan, Outdoors Dan, and it was a big uh, four-hour block of hunting and Second Amendment and shooting sports, and it was really fun. Uh, talking with Steve King, the owner of Metro Shooting Supply, um, we want to talk about, we're going to get into our, some of these gun issues. There's, you know, obviously in St. Louis City, politicians want to take away open carry. Now there's a question, do St. Louis County officials want to follow suit? I'm convinced Deshara Jones wants to be the next she wants, and I talked with our friend Cedric, and we've talked about this several times. She wants to be the head of any co-op that happens, any merger, and that's anything that St. Louis. Almost like St. Louis City is telling St. Louis County, "You're going to do what we tell you to do. You follow it." And saying, "Okay, I'll follow you around." <laughs> okay, um, we're going to get into the gun issues, but you had a massive issue, and it relates you to the every average day person that deals with these things. Um, what happened with MSD? Um, that you're dealing with right now. And for people in the St. Louis area, uh, you were able to get Elliot Davis. That's right. Elliot Davis came out and did a story with you. That's right. 
Elliot's um, a great guy. Was you know? it was it a you paid for it segment? It was okay. And he uh, he really socked it to MSD. Unfortunately, MSD lied on air, and uh, there has been nothing resolved. Um, back on Veterans Day. Last November 11th, um, we had a huge uh, sewer backup into our, our range area. and uh, it, Joe, we can show that picture whenever you want, and we'll pop it in and keep it up. Yeah, it just uh, we have probably 50 of these pictures, but different types. But it, it uh, literally destroyed our, our range area, our counters. Uh, we couldn't get customers in our entrance right there, uh, as you can see on the left. That's, that's how the you entrance got, to your store? That's the entrance that's to the, the store. That's the store, right? Right, uh-huh. And uh, we had a car drive through. Some burglars drove through the front door on August 20th, and this is November 11th. And this was the only entrance to our store, so it was completely flooded out. That's the beginning of the flood. We had about nine inches of water total, and it wasn't just water; it was human waste. You know, little pieces of corn. Oh my you know, god! All kinds of oh. nice, smelly things. All right. Ew. So customers were not able to come in through the store, and uh, we had MSD, uh, their insurance company, sent an adjuster out two days later, three days later. And they told us, you have to rip up all this carpet, you've got to fix the walls, you've got to take out your display cases, you've got to repair this because it's human waste, and we can't have that in your building. So we immediately got a, a contractor involved, uh, MSD uh, recommended the people that were there cleaning it up. They said they'd worked with them before. So we get the people in there. It took about six and a half, seven weeks to get this done. In the meantime, we can't have business because there's no rental guns. There's no classroom. There's no concealed carry. There's just very, very skeleton crew there. And people can't get upstairs to shop. So this is Black Friday is affected. Christmas is affected. Um, everything is, is messed up with this, and we turned the bills into MSD, and they refused to pay them. And I said, well, you how long has this been going on for? This has been going on since November. What, uh, were the, what were the prices of the bills? So our construction cost to get all this cleaned up and rebuilt was $77,000 oh approximately. Uh -huh. oh, wow. We lost 70000 in income, and that was a... That was a very conservative number. We uh, told them they wanted us to close down 100%. I told them if we close down for Black Friday through Christmas, you're looking at you know a couple hundred thousand dollars. And they said, oh, by, by all means, heavens no, don't close down. Stay open at all costs. We'll reimburse you. So we stayed open, and we had very little traffic through the store. As you can see, they couldn't get through. And again, that hallway is the only way into the building, and the walls are torn out, the carpet's torn up. There's no rental guns. There's no sales counter. There's nothing downstairs because it's empty, completely empty. And uh, so we go and, and talk to MSD and, and submit all the bills. And the construction company had been sending bills every week. And MSD approved them. And they said, everything looks good. And then towards the end of the time, they said, we're not paying for it. So for the last eight months, I've been fighting MSD. I've, I've contacted the Better Business Bureau. They lied to the Better Business Bureau and said that I won't take their money. Um, they I, can continue this on and on and on. They're, for, they're the biggest people in town. And, you know, the, the bad part is that when I talk to the insurance adjuster, this is what really got me. Um, you know, I work hard every day, and I pay my bills, and I get everything done. And and they said, well, you know, when you signed up to be an MSD customer, uh, you agreed that MSD wouldn't be 100% responsible for any backups. And I said, no, I, I never signed up to be an MSD customer. By law, I'm mandated to be an MSD customer. So we don't get a choice of whether we use MSD or not. We are mandated by law to be hooked up to MSD sewer system. 
and they can screw us over anytime they want. And when you look at their history, look at Florissant uh, two summers ago, you know, during the big flood up there. There was thousands of people flooded out, and there's still buildings that are empty because of the flood. And MSD skirts around the issue. You know, they're not responsible for above ground water. They're not responsible for this. So their insurance company says, well, look, it's over our claim amount. So we'll give you, they've offered me $72,000 now after eight months of negotiating, but it's nowhere near paying the construction cost. No, not even close. Um, I, I, we're talking with Steve King's on Metro Shooting Supply. We've been showing you a picture of flooding that occurred. I know people who've dealt with flooding situations and stories like this. I've also seen other stories when news stories were done that MSD stepped up and got stuff done, but they weren't the price tag that this one is. Right, and I told him if I had a car insurance and I hit a Lamborghini and my car insurance says, hey, we're only allowing you to, you know, $100,000 claim and this Lamborghini's 500000 I have to pay for that out of pocket. MSD's yeah. got the money, you know, and so they said, well, we have to be transparent. If we pay for your claim, then we everybody can look at that and see how it goes. And I said, well, I guarantee if this was Ozzie Smith's house, or if this was, you know, the, the Sam Page's house, or even the director of the MSD, uh, CEO of MSD, Brian's house, if this was his house, they would have fixed it and Who had it fixed. Who is the director of MSD? Absolutely. His name is Brian Hoshler or something that I can't pronounce his last name, but he's he announced his retirement this year. So he's retiring at the end of the year. Oh, somebody else gets to deal with this. Somebody this. else will deal with this. And, you know, and he's oh. done a fantastic job at MSD. And MSD, you know, they got sued by the EPA, and they're on this uh, 20-some-odd-year $4.7 billion mandated infrastructure repair, and they're doing all these things. You know, St. Louis has got a very old infrastructure, and I, and I think that Brian and his crew has done a fantastic job. But I've been in this location for 10 years. I've never had an issue. I've had two floods now within seven weeks of each other. Th that's wow. their issue. That's yeah. their issue. That has nothing to do with you. And by the way, mm -hmm. for our listeners and viewers all across the country, MSD in the state of Missouri, it's basically two utilities in one. Um, they provide um, collection and treatment of wastewater. We were kind of talking about that. And that comes from residential. It comes from commercial, industrial as well. But they're also responsible for, they take care of the operation and maintenance of a separate storm sewer system that serves, I mean, like almost all of St. Louis County. I've heard it's like 90%. Of St. Louis County and St. Louis City, yes. Okay, so once again, you have no choice. Nope. You have to deal with them. And if you don't, you don't have these services. And if you look at the Better Business Bureau complaints on them, most of them are about billing issues because they have no problem billing you and collecting money from you. They have a problem paying out when there's a damage. So Correct. I've had several customers and, and several people uh, contact me in regards as if they saw Elliot's story, which was so eloquently done, um, as he always does. Um, and they said, you know, they lied about me too. They, they said they were going to take care of our, our house, and they never did. There were people... Did they say that in the story? Yeah, they said that they were uh, that I wouldn't accept their money, that they've, they've tried to give me money, and I won't take it. Has State Senator Brian Williams been able to help you at all? Uh, he hasn't yet. I've contacted okay. him. He is, it is working. I, had, did, I have been in contact with his people. Um, and I'm going to take it all the way to the governor's office. And when I told the, the insurance adjuster, they said, well, do they have jurisdiction? That's the freaking governor. I think they've got all kinds of jurisdiction. You know, when you look at these people, you know, my story's bad enough. Mm -hmm. But there's people that got put out at Christmas time that had to 
move out of their house and lose their Christmas presents and lose all their stuff. And kids didn't have Christmas Aww. that year because MSD wouldn't pay for their house to be redone. And they were in a hotel and they were in various places. And these are the Better Business Bureau reports that I, were re I was reading on. But I've got customers now that are contacting me and I'm going to try to get enough people together to get a class action lawsuit against MSD. That's and, because uh, you're retired and you have lots of time to do this. That's all I do. Yeah. I just live for MSD now. <laughs> and, and I told them, it's, so, this isn't going away. I'm not going to sleep and it's gonna, I'm going to fight for this. So I have a little defund the MSD campaign. I figure if we can defund police departments, why can't we defund MSD? Yeah. You know. Yeah, Good well, point. Well, I hate to hear that. Please keep us updated yeah, on that. Yeah, I will. Thank you very I'm much. I'm glad that Elliot did something on that, and hopefully there's something that Brian Williams can do. Or, I mean, that that's your guy, right? Yeah. It wouldn't be anybody else uh, that could help you from a political standpoint? You know, um, I'm looking for anybody. If there's any of your listeners know anyone or if they've had experiences with this, have them contact me at buylearnshoot.com. Uh, look at our webpage. Um, I'd like I to have as many. Mm -hmm. I'd love to have as many people get on this as possible because I know that I'm not the only victim of Guarantee MSD. It. No, I it, know it I'm didn't not. Just hit there, right? But this is a lot of money, and uh, I'm going to, I'm going to fight it. Um, we're talking with Steve King. He's the owner of Metro Shooting Supply. He wanted to talk about this MSD situation he's been dealing with for quite some time. It's sad to hear that. We also have other issues that are going on. Um, these are situations that can happen anywhere in the country. It happens to be going on here what are your thoughts with this whole open carry in the city of st louis and now i'm starting to hear rumblings of st louis county officials wanting the same thing you know it's it's a double-edged sword vic um i think that what the the guy in the city is trying to propose is that you cannot open carry unless you have a concealed carry permit and that's going to stop all these these little hoodlums mm -hmm. because they don't get concealed carry permits. So what he's doing is he's trying to help the police in a backdoor type of manner, trying to help the police go after these thugs because they're carrying I mean, they're carrying open, and they're making it very clear that they're open carrying. And if they don't have a concealed carry permit, he wants them locked up. So. I think it's a good thing in a way because um, I'm not for open carry in the first place. I think it's a stupid idea. I think yeah, and that's why I wanted people to get an idea because they, they may, oh, he sells guns. They may have a distorted image of who you may be and what you are, but you give thought behind where your your opinions go. Right. And I, I'll tell you, I think uh, open carry is a horrible tactic. Why would you want your enemy? Why would you want your adversary? Why would you want your potential attacker knowing you have a firearm. And, and if you have that false sense of security that says, I've got a gun on my hip, nobody's going to hurt me, you are mistaking. Because hardened criminals will shoot you first, take your gun, and then commit more crimes. They're not afraid of your firearm. So if you keep it concealed, you're a lot better off strategically to be able to get the jump on somebody if you have that opportunity. How are you guys doing right now when it comes to the state, when it comes to sales, uh, the, the opinions, the popularity of getting out and getting a gun for whatever reason somebody may need it for? Hopefully the first and foremost is protection. Yeah, right now I think that uh, during the summertime, there's not a lot of hunting going on. So, um, you know, fall, September 1st starts dove season and then all the winter sports start flying in. But uh we uh, sell a lot of guns during deer season and stuff for hunting purposes. But now, uh, with the news that's going on, with the economy tanking, with people breaking into everybody's houses, with these carjackings, the majority of our people, the 99% of our people are coming in for home defense, personal defense guns. And our concealed carry classes are still filling up because people want to get that license. Even though it's, we're a permitless 
uh, carry state, uh, people want to know the laws because you don't know what you don't know. And uh, until you take the class, you have no clue of what you're doing. You're just putting a gun on and praying for the best. Can you tell me what is going on right now when it comes to um, not Joe Biden himself, because he doesn't even know what's going on there. <laughs> Poor guy. But the, the whole situation, if you've seen this or not, from a national standpoint, I don't know. Um, he's attempting to regulate pistol braces um, in an appeals court. Now, he was shot down, but he's not going to stop it. What is the big deal with pistol braces, in your opinion, that he was trying to get rid of, and why? Why get rid of pistol braces? Well, there's twofold to that as well. The first is uh, pistol braces were initially developed for uh, veterans who had been disabled during the war, and they couldn't hold an AR-15 or they couldn't hold an AK-47 rifle because of loss of appendage or nerve damage or whatever that may be. So... They made these pistol braces to fit the rifle and have it go onto their forearm, and that gave them a stability uh, brace to shoot this AR handgun or AR AK handgun, um, and it made it very probable for these guys to come out and shoot again, and that was a good thing. But what happened was over a course of about eight years, people were on the internet blatantly putting those pistol braces against their shoulder and, and essentially making this AR pistol. Were these to the people you commonly refer to as the thugs and hoodlums? No, not or necessarily. Was it anybody and everybody. Yeah, these were everybody. They were putting this brace against their shoulder and purposefully using them as a short barreled rifle. As a matter of fact, a lot of people advertised on YouTube. Uh, you know, throwing it up to ATF's face, going, ha, 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 I've got a short-barreled rifle, I didn't have to pay the tax stamp. I've got this gun, and there's nothing you can do about it. And they were shouldering this gun. This gun was not designed to be shouldered. So ATF spent eight years, nine years, and they compiled all this data, and they have all these YouTube videos and all these articles and all these magazine articles, and then they went and said, look, this is what's really happening. So is that, we're showing you a picture of the back. Is that a pistol brace on the back end of that? Yes. Okay. So that would be used up against the shoulder? Is that what you're explaining? We have some other pictures. Yeah, that's not so, that's a blade brace. That is not designed to shoot from the shoulder. So this gun, a rifle's definition is it has to have a barrel length of a minimum of 16 inches and the overall length of 20-some-odd inches. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, so when you look at it from this side here, that barrel is probably an 11-inch barrel, and that pistol brace allows you to have a short-barreled gun without getting a federal tax stamp, a $200 tax stamp, to make it legal as a short-barreled rifle. So they're essentially putting that brace against their arm and making it a stock, and that's the illegal part of it. The fact that it's a brace is is designed to fit around the forearm to shoot that pistol one-handed. And as one of our viewers says, Aaron says, the Buffalo shooter used one, so now in typical Democratic fashion, because one guy broke the law, they have to try to make us all outlaws. Right, and the problem with that is it's not just one guy. Um, There were thousands of people on YouTube, thousands of articles written over the years about how to skirt ATF's short-barreled rifle rule, and they documented every bit of it. And when they brought it uh, to the powers-to-be, they said, look, this is what is really happening, and it's not for veterans. These aren't veterans that are holding these guns up shooting them from the shoulder. You know, this is not designed and used as it was intended. 
Um, I had several of these. I had 11 AR-15s with pistol braces on them. So, you know, I had to take them off January 31st when they became illegal. I don't believe it's going to hold up constitutionally. I think we're going to get it reversed. Are they illegal right now? Right now, it's illegal to have that on a rifle. It, on a pistol, I'm sorry. It's a pistol. On pistols. So federally, mm-hmm. it is right now. Everywhere in the country. But not on a rifle. So that's what Biden's trying to do on a rifle. No. Right so what happens is you don't put a, an arm brace on a rifle. You'll have a stock on a rifle. Okay. So what they were doing was essentially making this quote-unquote arm brace a stock and putting it against the shoulder. Instead of holding it on the, the chin or on your forearm where it was designed for, they're putting it against the shoulder. And it's kind of complicated, and it's a definition of words on what makes a pistol and a rifle. A pistol is a firearm fired using one hand. Mm-hmm. A rifle is an instrument shot from the shoulder. And they were using these short-barreled rifles, these pistols as short-barreled rifles, putting them against the shoulder, making them illegal. Man, okay. Well, we got an update on that. We'll continue to follow that story. I'm Vic Faust with Lizzie Spark. She's in Gulf Shores, Alabama this morning with her beautiful flag behind her. Pro Joe running the board. And, of course, we've got Steve King with Metro Shooting Supply. Um, Shootings and murders have not stopped in the city of St. Louis. They've not stopped in Chicago. Um, They've not stopped in other cities around America. You read it. You see it. What do you... We need more gun laws, of yeah. course. And, you, and know. you sell guns. I mean, what do you make of this these days when you see all these reports right it, now? It breaks my heart because, you know, we're selling to legitimate, honest people. Um, people can't come into my gun shop and just buy a gun and go out and start killing people. Uh, there's not I mean, They could, I guess, but they're not the people I'm selling to. I'm selling to people who are scared to death because they've listened to the news. They've watched the news. They see the crime. Uh, they see these little thugs on the Internet. They, they listen to these rap videos. They watch how these people are acting. They watch the carjackings at Quick Trip. These are my customers. They come in and they say, look, I'm scared to death. You know, I have 80-year-old people coming in who said, I've never had a gun in my life before. Did you see the story a few days ago? A woman who was in her 80s woke up to a guy holding a gun and she blew him back away, I think, with, uh, with uh, a magnum. Yeah, and, and that's what we're seeing that every day. We're seeing people defending their homes and being victorious over bad guys. And that's the thing about concealed carry and open carry. When, you're, when you have it concealed, when the bad guy doesn't know that you're armed, you have a better advantage of success. Which is why you're against open carry. Exactly, because I don't want the bad guy knowing I have a gun. I mean, trust me, I carry a gun everywhere I go that's legal to do so, but they don't know I have it. So, where do you see this all going? Nothing's going to change unless leadership with deter- I'm assuming you're a deterrent guy when it comes to policing. Right. Um, I think that we get, need to give more power to the police. I don't believe that there's a wide, rampant um, indoctrination of bad policemen going around of abusing course, of course people. Of course not. It, it, it just isn't there. It never has been there. And... Uh, you know, even in society, you watch that old Clint Eastwood movie, you know, where they had the motorcycle cops that were vigilantes, uh, Sudden Impact, I believe it was. Um, That's a good e- movie. <laughs> even he took care of the issue within the issue. Police take care of themselves. Now, are there bad policemen? Of course. Are there bad doctors? Of course. Are there bad anything? Of course. But in general, we trust those people, and they put their lives on the line every day to protect us and to fight crime and or evil. And I say that if they make a mistake, we need to look at that mistake from their point of view because they only have a split second to make that decision. And as a former policeman, thank you for saying that. I have to say that I want to go home at night 
And there are many times when you have a very quick, split-second chance to make a decision, and you have to live by that decision, right or wrong, the rest of your life. These guys aren't going out purposefully making wrong decisions to live with that guilt the rest of their life. They're human beings. They're just like us. And the majority of them, the most of them that I know anyway, are very good, honorable people, and they are frustrated. They come into my store, and they buy firearms, and they buy ammunition, they shoot, and they do all the things in my store, and they're friends of mine. And they tell me how their hands are tied. They can't arrest people that they need to have arrested. They can't charge people that need to be charged because prosecuting attorney's offices won't issue the warrants or won't issue the charges against them or won't prosecute them. This is where their hands are tied. They feel like they're going out for eight to 10 hours a day, patrolling the streets, getting shot at, getting you know fight into fights, having to put their life on the line for absolutely nothing. And what's gonna happen is they're gonna walk away. And when the guard dog walks away from the sheep, the wolves take over. And the wolves know, don't they? That's absolutely right. And the wolves are knowing that right now, and that's why they're doing whatever they want to do. But what happens is, once the sheeple understand that the guard dogs can't be there anymore because the guard dogs have been neutered or are defanged. Now it's up to the sheeple to step up and fight for themselves. And you're going to see a lot more of these home defense You think that's going to happen, don't you? Absolutely. The police cannot be in everybody's house 24 hours a day. What about county areas where it may be nicer, where we're not used to seeing a lot of crime happen? You know, we don't see it there because they don't report it. It happens. Right. It happens everywhere. What do you I, mean they don't report it? They, they're not letting the news media know that there's home invasions in very nice neighborhoods. But I have customers that come in and say, I live in a gated community, and these people broke into my home. Steve is exactly right about that. Years ago, we lived in a gated community, and we had a home invasion, and all of our neighbors did. And no one reported that. No one knew, because they didn't want the town of Weldon Spring to know there was any crime. And there was. And it was people coming over from the city or somewhere else, not just the city, but they were coming in, posing as cleaning people, knocking at the door. And when you didn't give them what they wanted, they pushed their way in, started stealing stuff. And by the time the police came there, the damage was done. And it was never reported. I, I, it frustrates the hell out of me. Aaron Bland with the quote of the day. Quote, try that in a small town. Exactly. Exactly. Good job, Aaron. I didn't smile once today, but yeah. You know, that song is is an amazing song. I listened to it the other day. Oh, it's number one on Billboard completely. Right. And, you know, when they said that that was a race Taylor Swift is like fifth. (laughs) Jason Aldean is number one. You are in the silent majority that needs to wake up, Absolutely. You know, when they talk about this being racist and what have you they're crazy and and the fact of the matter is is that you know when they people come into my store and they smell like weed i have to kick them out it's a federal law you can't smell like weed you or be you under know the influence weed smells like yeah i guess you smell that as soon as they walk oh in the door, my god you? and it's nauseating <laughs> and so we have to kick them out the first thing that comes out of their mouth is that we're racist and i'm like what do you think that black people are the only people that smoke weed weed's been around forever <laughs> ever and it hasn't been an issue but now uh, everything's racist. And it's so frustrating to see this. And, and, and I'm from a small town. I'm from Rolla, Missouri. And, uh, you know, down there, you couldn't do anything without somebody knowing who you were. I had yeah. a car accident when I was 16 years old. I called my insurance agent. And he said, I already know. I already know. <laughs> oh, I was like, how well, do you know? <laughs> 
Well, and Steve, do, do people come in there smelling like weed? And also besides saying that you're racist, do they say, well, it's legal now here in Missouri? Yeah, that's a big misconception. You know, they come in and say, well, you know, what's the big deal? It's legal. It's legal on the state level, but it is not legal federally. And we're regulated by federal law. So when they walk in the door, and there's signs on our doors, there's everywhere. But, you know, we have people come in and go, man, your vestibule out there, it reeks because there's no airflow until the doors open. And they'll sit out there in the vestibule reading that sign for five minutes going, hmm, what does that mean I can't come in here if I smell like weed? And they're sniffing themselves to see if they smell like weed. But And it's not just black people. I'm not trying to say it's only black people, but it's every it's person every, yeah. that walks in the door who right. thinks that, hey, it's okay now. It's Missouri's legal. Are you still having to turn down several people for gun purchases? Oh, absolutely. Because what, of that? What, no, but what do you get? Like, what would you say turnaways on a weekly basis? Do you have an average? Because you've shown me your stack that you sit and wait for the FBI to come investigate that they right. haven't. I've seen the stack. Right. Those I'm, are the denials. Those that, are the people who we have caught that cannot purchase firearms. And the FBI doesn't, or nobody does anything about it. So that's what the other frustration that I have in this business is that it's our job, and we're regulated very heavily, it's our job to do a background check on every single person we sell a firearm to. And what's the reason for the background check? Ask Joe Biden. What's the reason for that? Chuck Schumer. What's the reason for it? To get bad guys not to be able to buy guns. Right? Makes sense, right? We right. have a job. It's like a big net. We go fishing, and we have this net. And all of a sudden, we catch a fish. There's a guy here that can't buy a gun. Well, what do we do with him? Absolutely nothing. We put that paperwork in a file. He can't buy it. He leaves. The government never comes in and says, oh, man, thanks, Steve, for catching these 500 people this year for not being able to buy guns. That sucks. It does. And so I've got a stack of denials that are probably three or four feet tall that they have never done anything with. And how we many have their, on a weekly basis oh. do you think? You, how many denials on a, are you having to turn people away on a weekly basis? Um, I would say we get probably six or seven denials a week. And in your, and to give perspective, you are one of the largest gun yeah. stores yeah, in yeah. the state we of sell, Missouri. We sell 100 guns in 10 days. Um, you know, we're, and we're telling a lot of folks they can't have them because they're denied. And it's for various reasons. You can get denied for whatever it is, whether you don't pay child support, you get a court order, you get a restraining order, you had done a felony, you've done whatever. And some of these people are so ignorant about the laws, they say, well, that felony happened when I was 16 or 18 years old, 19 years old, back in 1975. It, it doesn't go away. It's it like herpes. It oh stays there forever. Herpes, it never goes right? away. Bad luggage and herpes, I think Eddie Murphy said, sticks with you forever. Yeah. <laughs> Talking with Steve King of Metro Shooting Supply. I'm Vic Faust with uh, Lizzie Sparks Projo from Cancel This, canceltheshow.com. You can catch out all of our original content on our sites. I wanted to let people know about this, too. Um, Projo, if you have those, can you pop those up? You may have to go back in our file, and I didn't tell you about it before. But if you go to our website, canceltheshow.com, we have coupons because we continue to run specials with Metro Shooting Supply when it comes to the classes mm -hmm. because you want to get people trained and also a special for people when it comes to holsters. So if you could break down those two topics, and then, of course, we'll pop up and let people know they can go to canceltheshow.com. And what works for people? Sure. We have a, our next concealed carry class uh, is September 22nd or 23rd. I think it's 23rd. I apologize. The Saturday in September. Um, so that's there. And, and anybody who listens to the show, if they go on here and, and get this coupon, they get 10% off that class. I know it's not regulated by law or mandated by law anymore in the state of Missouri to get this class. But I promise you, 
when you leave that eight-hour class, you will know a lot more than when you started. And you'll be thankful that you did it. You, you know, we just had a class on August 22nd, and the people said, we didn't even realize there was so much responsibility with this. And uh, not only that, but you also, there's a shooting test. There's a shooting portion, which I feel is so important to prove that you can handle this gun. Not that it's your constitutional right, you don't have to prove anything. But when you're carrying this firearm, you're responsible for every single one of those bullets. And whenever a bullet leaves that gun, there's a lawyer attached to it. And if that hits the wrong thing or the wrong person, you could be held responsible for it. Did you sue anybody for shooting into your ceiling in the gun range? No, we can't do that, unfortunately. <laughs> Pro Joe Lizzie, I'm not kidding you. I was in his gun range. There are, what, hundreds? Thousands of holes. Thousands of holes oh, wow. in the ceiling. Right. I'm like, what the hell? And he's like, and then people think they can just go get a gun and go protect themselves if given a horrible situation and they're having to think fast and their adrenaline's rushing and they have no training. Absolutely. Correct. You know, yeah. I had my very first day that we rebuilt the range and fixed there, all the There's literally a thousand holes thousands. in the ceiling. Yeah, thousands. The, the first day we had, we fixed all that wood. We made, you know, it's it, it wood covering steel plates. And uh, we fixed all that. We made it beautiful. And the first day, a guy shot it with a shotgun. And I said, why did you shoot that? And he goes, somebody had to. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was gosh. like, no, nobody had to shoot that ceiling. And uh, oh. so he was banned from the range. But. <laughs> he was banned. <laughs> but the thing is, is that people don't realize muzzle discipline and trigger control. And, um, you know, this is the first safety. Your finger is your first safety on a gun. So whenever someone says, well, this gun doesn't have a, a, a safety on it. Yes, it does. It's connected to, from your finger to your brain. And as long as that's working, you're going to be fine. Uh, the other thing that you're offering people is a discount, a coupon, mm -hmm. another discount on our website when it comes to holsters. Yeah, so what we've found in the last five to six years is uh, a majority of the people are putting lights and lasers on their firearms. And the industry hasn't caught up to that yet. So no one is making mass-producing holsters, custom holsters, for these people that have lights and lasers on their firearms. So we have taken it upon ourselves to start that and make custom holsters for people who come in and they have a Glock 19 with a stream light, you know, light on it, and they want to carry it inside the waist. So we will make them a holster for them to do that. Um, there's not a lot of commercial holsters out there designed to put lights and lasers on firearms and then carry them concealed. Are those starting to sell more? Are people starting to understand that? You know, they're expensive. You know, compared to a $25 shelf holster, uh, they're made out of Kydex and leather. They're very good, high-quality holsters. Uh, so people are coming in uh, and seeing the value of it. Um, I'm not going to say it's gangbusters, but a lot of people mistakenly just put this gun without a holster inside their pants and carry it that way. And that's going to be a bad problem someday. <laughs> and, um, you know, we, we want to tell people, we stress that a holster does two things. A holster orientates the gun in the proper direction, in a safe direction. Mm -hmm. And it also covers the trigger guard so you can't have an accidental discharge. And some of these guys sticking these guns down the front of their pants are going to understand someday that 
wasn't a good idea. Please tell me you've heard stories of this happening. You know, yeah. And you know, when, when uh, a particular firearm, I don't want to bad rep anybody, but uh, uh, Glock came out in 1980s. And Glock was the first gun company uh, to be widely mass produced that had a safety on the trigger. You had to depress the trigger to make the gun go off. Yeah. It was called safe action firing. So. People, a lot of policemen, carried the Glock 17 when it first came out, and since it was a brand new concept of how it worked, a lot of guys stuck that gun right down the front of their pants. And there were some, I think mm. the first year alone, there were 17 to 30, something like that. I can't remember the exact number, 17 or 35 shootings from policemen putting a gun down the front of their pants, whether they took it off the street and was sticking in there for safekeeping or it was their gun and they stuck it in there and they had an accidental discharge. A, a lot of times they shot that gun accidentally putting it back in the box because the trigger had to be depressed yeah. to put it in the Tupperware box it came in. So things have changed now over the last 25, 35 years, but people still shoot themselves. Uh, it's just not as, we just don't hear it as much. Hey, before Lizzie and I let you go today, can you remind everybody, I, I'm sure people in the, the, the policing community, in at least in the state of Missouri, um, understand, maybe military, but you do some very special things for police, men and women, first responders, and also the military. Can you talk about the sections that you have um, and how you can all, because if there's somebody that doesn't know what you do, there may be a family member, a friend, say, hey, you need to go check out Metro Shooting Supply because of what Steve King's doing for these people. Yeah, you know, as a former policeman, I have a special place for these guys in my heart. Nurses, um, uh, doctors, judges, you know, these guys, we, I've worked with them for many, many years. And so law enforcement, firemen, paramedics, prison guards, security officers, uh, we have a section in our store, a whole section dedicated with law enforcement. I call them law, law enforcement guns because at the time, law enforcement was the only people who could have them. But these are first responder firearms, and there's nothing special about them. They're, they don't have better sights or trick triggers or, or laser-guided bullets or anything like that. They're standard firearms that any person could buy. But they are, they're at a discount. They don't have a federal excise tax put on it. So people don't realize when they talk about banning guns and ammunition that our industry has a lot of money that we put in taxes. And unfortunately, uh, the government can't take that money. So it's, it's earmarked for the conservation department. But we pay 11% of everything that's manufactured, firearms and ammunition, we pay 11% to the conservation department. And the Democrats can't get that and spend it on their, their pork belly stuff, so they want to ban guns. But the federal excise tax is taken away for the LE people and the first responders. So we have an entire section with all the name brands, and they um, can come in and get a firearm. All they have to have is credentials showing they're a nurse or a judge or um, security guard, fireman, military, retired military. And they can come in and buy these firearms at a discount, and we offer them to them every day. That is amazing. I'm glad that you do it. Steve King, uh, we'll be catching up with you, my friend. We appreciate Thank you, you uh, joining us. Anything else you want to go talk about before we go? I mean, I know you lambasted MSD and showed us the <laughs> proof of it, so we got that taken care of. I hope they come to their senses because, I, as I wrote in the letter to them, if they just satisfied one upset customer, it's going to be better than having to satisfy thousands of pissed off people that are going to come after them and, and probably make them pay in the millions. Um, you know, this is a lot easier ticket to pay. 
And it is one of those things that they can say whatever they want to. And local news has to get both sides of the story. Absolutely. And they should. But and if somebody lies, you just have to be able to prove it. That's kind of absolutely how it's always been, unfortunately. Steve King with Metro Shooting Supply. We'll be in touch, my Thanks, friend. Thanks, Have yeah, a good day. Yeah, you can get up. You can walk out if you want to. We'll just continue on. Uh, Steve King, um, one of the best uh, gun shop owners, one of the best uh, advocates for gun safety, and of course, one of the best people when it comes to gun knowledge, and that's why we bring them on the show when we can. Metro Shooting Supply, um, you're not going to find anything better than that. Lizzie, um, it is, I, I, I may have talked to you about this before, but literally, I saw his stack of denials that officials have not come to check out yet. Denials. Oh, and, we've got and a, why are they not checking them out? He they doesn't don't know. Want to? I don't know. know. Nobody knows. We can speculate. Oh, well, we're really not going to worry about that right now. Or it comes from something that starts at the top and trickles down. Well, we don't want to get into all of that. That's all I can right. think. It, it it's it's that a sad state bizarre. of affairs. That's for sure. Yes, you would think with all the crime that's going on that's involving gun shootings, they would be right there checking on it. Um, you would hope so, but they're not right now. By the way, this is Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. We appreciate everybody jumping in and joining us today. Um, we were talking, I want to get some headlines in today. It is interesting, the Florida Tourism Board, uh, that's a board that Ron DeSantis put together. They've eliminated any diversity, equity, and inclusion training at Disney World. That's been Good. taken out of the mix, so people That's excited great. about that. Yeah. And one other Trump bit, because we started the show talking about just a bunch of stuff going on with him, and people get tired of it, but there's another factor to this, the Obama effect. Yes. Um, and now word has been leaked out. And of course, when word leaks out, that's done on purpose. People have to realize it's not just because the Democrats got caught. But now officials are saying that Obama, in a recent meeting in June, at the end of June with Biden, uh, told him and warned Biden that Trump is a, quote, more formidable candidate than they could have ever realized. You think and then you yeah. start to see the situations now with more indictments coming their way. Uh, during the meeting, he also pledged that he is going to come out and campaign for Biden for the 2024 reelection. Now, if you remember, at one point he said he wasn't. He was just kind of waiting. He was going to wait to see. But now, what is he doing? He knows what's happening. And why does a former president care so much? Why right. do we care what the former president is doing? When has any other former president tried to meddle or do as much as this man has? Correct. Who, who we know afraid. misses the limelight, who we know is a very arrogant person, or at least comes across that way. Why? Why is Why? he meddling? Well, because he wants his term to continue because he's running the country. And so if Trump gets reelected, he can't boss Trump around, but he can boss Obama and um, himself around. Um, he has quotes from the sources from the meeting said that he quote voiced concern about Donald Trump's political strengths, including an intensity, loyal or intensely loyal following, a Trump friendly conservative media ecosystem, and a polarized country. Underline his worry that being Obama's that Trump could be a more formidable candidate than many Democrats realize. Yes, absolutely. He's scared. He's scared to death of Trump, too, because he can't speak in an earpiece to Trump, but he can speak in an earpiece to Joe. 
it, it I mean, I'm just like, my God, it doesn't stop. When does this stuff stop? Why is Obama now coming into play again? As we've talked about so many times, and of course, as we were telling you earlier, it is interesting um, what's happening. Why is he getting involved? This is all a bunch of BS. This shouldn't be happening. Go mind your business. Go do something. Go take care of Michael. I mean, Michelle, and let the rest of the world move on. You're not involved anymore. You got your two terms. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get Um, out. But he doesn't want to get out. He's either setting up Michael to run for office or he's waiting for his next term again with Joe. That's what it is. Yeah. (laughs) It's obnoxious. It is obnoxious. Uh, For people who want to get into it today, too, by the way, um, a transcript of Devin Archer's testimony before the House Oversight Committee has been released. You can see that. Um, You can jump in and do whatever you want. You can read it, see if you like that, see what you think about that. Um, you know, wh- whatever. Um, I'm not going to get into all of that. The judge did allow that to happen. Um, yeah, so, so um, we got that going on. Also, um, you know, you've got some other... Uh, by the way, uh, I-, I know she makes millions and millions and millions of dollars, but she still gave it. Taylor Swift giving $100,000 bonuses to all of her truck drivers. That was a cool story. Glad to see that as well. And uh, Fox Nation is going to send sweepstake winners to the first GOP primary debate. Lucky you, if you want to go, because I don't even know if if many people are going to be there from the start of it. (laughs) So anyway, this is cancelthiscancelthisshow.com. Lizzie Sparks is here. I'm Vic Faust. I hope everybody's doing well. Remember to like, subscribe, share the show, send information to us if you have those stories. We also need to promote tomorrow. Do not miss tomorrow. Uh, We've been promoting and talking about it um, and things that are going on. So we have got... uh, John Moore tomorrow, J.R. Moore, who is going to break down Antarctica. Um, Former Green Beret, uh, studies this stuff on a daily basis, does his own podcasting on a daily basis. Uh, We'll break down that, how there are and why there are and how you can notice two different Joe Bidens who are running around right now, allegedly, and why the end of World War II kick-started a bunch of information that goes into Antarctica with what we have and why it started, why there are 30,000 troops, American troops there. Why did the Pope, why did Putin, why did the U.S. Secretary uh, all go there within like a 60-day time period? Mm-hmm. We're going to break it down. Uh, can't wait for that. And then, of course, that's from 8 to 9 o'clock Central Time. And then tomorrow from 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock, we've got our good friend Kelly Mano. Our mono, as I say, mono is how she said it should be. Kelly Mono in studio, the social media superstar. She's joining us now every other Friday to have some fun. And for whatever reason, I said, Kelly, what do you want to talk about? And these have been very popular videos. You know, she has about three and a half million followers. She said, I have gotten a lot of traction with the Mandela effect. And I was like, oh, so she'll be jumping in with kind of comments that she'd seen talking about breaking down the Mandela effect. That'll be between our nine and 10 o'clock hour tomorrow. Looking forward to have Kelly and you will not want to miss tomorrow. It will be a damn good conspiracy theory, free for all paranormal Friday. And yes, there is even the paranormal aspect mixed in with this whole Antarctica deal, at least according to John J.R. Moore. Um, which makes me go, hmm. And yes, I agree with you, Cindy. Kelly was great last week, and maybe Cindy one of these days. I will remember to bring my special 420 uh, mug cup 
<laughs> I've got one of those, Nicole, but I also have the cancel this mug cup as well, <laughs> which we will be selling all the merchandise coming up very, very soon. Um, we've got, uh, it's going to be the power hour for females. Nicole Jenkins in studio. How are you doing, my friend? Yes. This is Women's Thursday. <laughs> Women's Thursday. <laughs> um, you got, yeah, I've got to race out here. I got to go take, uh, take care of some business. Uh, I got some juicy stuff to talk about. Oh, I can't wait, Nicole. <laughs> Lizzie. And Nicole, I leave it to you, and I can't wait to see everybody for tomorrow's show, okay? Let's have fun. Hey, ladies. <laughs> We're going to have fun. Nicole, as we start with you and Liz, Lizzie uh, takes it over with you. Can you remind everybody what you do and then get into your juicy with Lizzie? Oh, I see you talking about the military. So, um... I'm kind of a mess right now. <laughs> oh, you get set. I thought you were ready to go. That's my I am fault. ready to go. I'm ready to go. So, Lizzie, we're going to talk about like... You will need to put your headphones on to hear her, though, at some I point. I will. And I guess what? I need I'll, to turn them. Well, we'll get so those. So, I'm going to hear her. Right. Joe's going to take care of them. And I can read her lips because I'm used to doing that. <laughs> oh, no. We're going to make sure. No, it was... But uh, I am ready to go. Lizzie, we're going to talk about menopause, number one, because a lot of women are going through it. Um, and New Age has been helping with this uh, semaglutide, and we're losing our big, fat stomachs. Yes, I need to lose mine, and so I'm going when I get back from the Okay, trip. so I'm losing my big, fat stomach. Good. Uh, menopause Good. is a nightmare. You wake up, and it's still there. Yes, it is still there. A lot, of, a lot of women want to... Talk about that. This yes. is something from being in the medical field that they want to talk about. I also want to talk about the future of um, St. Louis City. Are we going to like recoup from what's going on? It's it looks like a lot of uh, business owners are leaving. Um, I'm talking to more and more business owners. I've been out of town and they are leaving St. Louis City. And like, how can we like keep these business owners there? Because St. Louis is really Beautiful. It is. I love St. Louis City. I do. It's um, great. I know. And I also want to talk about, like, I don't know what's going on. It's really weird. Um, yeah. People have no morals anymore. Like, they will go uh, with, if I consider you my friend, versus the right thing to do. Correct. What's correct. going on women in America? Are mean to other women. It's mean sad. girl I mean, stuff. Mean girls. And you and I have talked about that before, that women do not celebrate other women. If they feel threatened in any way by another no. woman, no. they will start shit and they and, and it, they don't win in the end. It's no, like, it's it's, it's nice the it's the, it's the it's the it's the movement, the mean girl era. What's going yes, on? Yes, it is. It is the mean girl. And if you are not mean back you look weak at first. Yeah. You, you look weak and you look like you're just mamby-pamby. But if you just be nice back, yeah. they will self-construct on their own. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. So, this Mean Girl movement, um, I don't like. And I'm seeing it a I lot. <laughs> and I'm like, we're grown women. I did this like in middle school or high school. Um, yes. yes. And you're right. If you don't fight back. The Mean Girl movement, they're like on you. Like, like, like they, they come for you like hawks. They do. They and, do. And as women, I think that this is really, this is a very good topic. Um, 
because I'm hearing more and more women say, you know, I'm going through this. I have this problem at work. I have this problem, you know, with with other women. And as as women, as while we are like making our way into history and, and putting our pavement on the ground, we have to understand that it's very hard to do that when we have to fight women and we also have to fight, you know, males in the business world. Um, and, and how do we kind of differentiate from that? Because it's like we're fighting, you know, a two head elephant. Um, how do we stop the mean girl movement? We should get shirts to say stop the mean yeah, girl stop movement. Stop the mean girl movement. I love that. And I am so excited that you're talking about that. And people are excited that you're on. Like Derek is even saying. Hi, he Derek. Enjoyed, he enjoyed <laughs> you so much. And I know that, you know, Derek is not a mean girl. But he, you know, people who have daughters need to, even if you're yes. men, don't need to leave. You need to listen because women have it hard. And I'm not trying to be a feminist. Nicole and I are not feminists. We're not saying that. No. That no. Women have to struggle on so many levels. And the biggest enemy, so to speak, of us is other women. Yeah, That's we got we got to struggle. We got to struggle with the, with the devil itself, the menopause. We got to struggle yes. alone as women. We got this nightmare that we wake up from, and as Doctor Walker says, it's a nightmare. You wake up and it's still there. Where's the stomach gonna go? We gotta go. We gotta go try to find some medication to get rid of it. Yes, we're having. So, we yes, have. We're, we're so having. We're having a hot flashes. Um, Aaron said, "Teach your daughters MMA." MMA right, <laughs> and Donna's saying, "Stupid Donna? female impersonators." That's it's, you know, right. Like men now are becoming women, so we have to fight our own menopause. We have to fight men now that are acting like women. So we have. Well, so I just say, girl, I got. I, hey, girl, if you, I got a bunch of skirts in my closet and dresses that I can't fit. Because of this menopause, so if you want to act like a woman, you can uh, feel free to come come too. come to my come to my closet. I got something for you. Yeah, if you want to be me, right? Everybody wants to be you, Nicole. I want to be you. Mm-hmm. I want to be you too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, uh, but but uh, really, what are some of the topics that everybody's talking about right now? Right now, they're talking about not so much unemployment. Um, they're talking about a lot of people can't make it in life. What's going correct, on with that? Correct. You know, I remember at some point, like even people that were that, that were beneath that, you know, poverty line, they were able to make it in life. What is going on in America? Correct. It's it's so hard to just get up in the morning, even go to the grocery store. Everything's so expensive. It's very difficult for men and women to just live their life. And a lot of people were never giving coping skills. So just this meanness comes out in people yeah. because they don't understand coping mechanisms. Correct. Life is shitty right now for so many, but you can still be nice. You can still be nice. You can still be nice to people. And Peggy, um, Peggy said, I treat women the way they treat me. You know, I am too old for mean girls. I talk back and put the mean girls in her place. And that is absolutely correct. But you know what? When you talk back and you put them in their place, you are considered the mean girl and they're the victim. Correct. That's exactly right. I want to do what Peggy's doing so much, but but if I've ever acted mean back to anyone in my life, I end up the bad person. And so I just choose to let them be mean and let it play it out. So um so so Jenny said does men have menopause? 
do men men do have menopause so so no kidding i talked to dr walker dr walker said Men, she actually wrote a book, and I'm going to bring that book in next time I'm on. She said, um, men either go get a younger woman or a brand new Corvette, a sports car. (laughs) (laughs) So now is Dr. Walker with New Age? Dr. Walker is with me. She's my collaborating physician. And she said, men, when they go through that menopause, you know, when they're going through that male pause. Yes. They got to go get that hot we, new car. We actually prefer it to be called midlife crisis. Oh, <laughs> oh now we know. Men have a midlife crisis <laughs> and you go through menopause. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so men, when they go through the midlife crisis, um, they want to change careers. They go get the young girl and they go get that hot new sports car. <laughs> right. They're driving around in a Ferrari with their dad bod. You know, yeah. they might have their dad bod but they got a Ferrari. They got a new age too. Yes, yes. <laughs> and they go yes, get they, the dad by. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Men and women should go yeah, to new age. Absolutely. I can't wait to go. Yeah, so mm-hmm. right now I see so many people instead of doing the right thing, um, they will side with people who are doing the wrong thing just because they use that friend word and honestly some of these people don't even know each other um they they, there's no they don't even they don't even know the true definition of a friend but I always let it sit back and play out and then guess what I say nothing I keep my mouth shut Mm -hmm. I see how people look at me because what they thought somebody said or are and the people that know me they know me and the, that whole group, they all fall out with each other. I'm like, how old are you? They 50? do. They do. That's right. If you be nice and just let it play out, mm-hmm. then the mean girl group who's been going after you, stop going after you and go after the people in their own group that are fighting back and forth. Correct. And, and like Paula's saying on here that she kills them with kindness. And even if they know how they talk about her, her character in the end shows and that's what you got to do is Correct. have good character. Correct. When you have good character, the mean girls just look ridiculous. Correct. They look ridiculous. And, and I want to say sometimes, honey, I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about not becoming bald. I'm worried about losing the stomach. Yes. I'm worried yes. about not having hot flashes. I want to sleep at night. Right, right. You know, exactly. Um, good point. I, I, I am worried about not having an outbreak. I don't know why I'm crying, but I'm just crying. Right, right. We just want to get up and be nice, you know. And and we do. In, in mid age, you would think we would stop playing junior high. Yeah. Because at our age, you know, we've got children, our grandchildren, and we want to do right by them. And you're right. And then we want to lose our gut. We want to lose our stomach and our sagging necks and yeah, and all of that. Lose this chin. I'm trying to get rid of all this so I have no time for you and how many men that are are really watching us I can honestly say that maybe their spouse went through the same thing Um, because I think sometimes men can be insensitive to it I think sometimes they think we're faking and we're, I do we're, think we're really we're not. It is a it is is a feeling that I would not put on my worst enemy 
Correct. I know my husband thought when I was younger, any of these little emotional things that I would have during my, you know, I'm just going to say it, my menstrual cycle. Mm -hmm. He's now understand I was not faking it because we have five children and he was blessed with four of them being girls. Okay. So he sees how they act when there's something hormonal. It's hormonal. And we have to keep in check all these feelings that we have going on. And it doesn't leave when you turn 50 years old. It in some ways intensifies because now we're not the cute, young, thin thing that we used to be. So now we're dealing with that. Yeah. And, and and it's it's an emotional distress, and we yeah. really should get those shirts to say "Stop the Mean Girl Madness" because we are yes. all women, um, and that Mean Girl Madness it just it's just not adding up with the depression and the anxiety that women are going through. You know, That's exactly right. Um, and and we we as women we have to stick together. We, we, we and instead of um, stabbing each other in the backs, we, we have Correct. to be on a movement. Uh, shout out to my friend Denise Nolan. Um, she is the um, co-founder of Ladies Turn and it's global. Oh, okay. And this is in Dallas, Texas. And you can look it up online and Ladies Turn. Um, I just joined the group and, okay. and this is really bringing women together that are that may be in business, women that are the um, housewives, you know, women that saying, you know, it's our turn to really start supporting each other on, exactly. on whatever endeavor we do and however we do it um, and 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 she's they're really drawing a really big crowd for ladies turn um, I am glad I will look that up right after the show as well because we do need to support each other yeah and I know when we were younger I was a working mom always have mm-hmm. been a working mom and there was a battle between stay-at-home moms and working moms mm-hmm. and I don't each each group thought they were better than the other one yes. or sometimes the working mom thought that they were jilted and didn't get you know to be able to stay home but you know what all throughout life mm-hmm things will come and go. There might be times you can stay home. There might be times that you could go to work, but either case, we need to back young moms. Us now, Yes, you know, at our age, instead of playing the mean girl game, we need to be supportive of young women, whether they want to have kids, they don't want to have kids, whether they want to work, whether they don't want to work. Absolutely. We need to just be there for them. Okay. And Greg C., I like you. Ladies, always remember us men fell in love with you, not your shape. Bless you, Greg. Thank you, Greg. Greg's a good guy. He is Greg a good is guy. A good I want to meet Greg. So I want to talk about something real juicy. So I'm being messy today. Oh, good. Okay. Juice. And I Bring try not to be messy, but let's talk about these Facebook likes and messengers mm-hmm. and yeah. sins and love. Okay. Bring it. Bring it, girl. I want, I, I want, this is, this is for men and women. When you start stalking somebody's page, and mm-hmm. it's all this mm-hmm. love, and you don't know these people, and you don't know this is for the man. I'm gonna do the, the female as well. You start loving them, and those messages that is cheating. And I'll tell you why. Right. Because the private messages, you don't you have you don't have to have, you know, an intimate encounter sexually with a person to cheat. Okay. Exactly. But these exactly. but these intimate encounters and and you if if you are in a relationship and you cannot speak to someone um in open and you have to message them 
and you're messaging them and you want to meet up with them and you're talking to them, that is cheating. Right. That, that is, is cheating. cheating. People don't realize that or they Be- think it's not cheating. But if you have a significant other yes. and you are talking to another person, person mm-hmm. of the opposite sex and you're sending little heart emojis yes. or whatever and it's not just to be nice and platonic yes you're causing an online affair yes. is what you're doing now some of them like if it's somebody i know somebody might say nicole i love you boom i love this i love what you're doing but when you start doing that 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 isn't it's an online affair and it's yes. cheating and it's a quiet affair that is going to turn into an intimate affair if you continue to do it nine well, times yes. out of ten uh, that is the truth it is the truth and i've known people who they're married and they start an online situation and, mm-hmm. and one of them my, my husband it was his brother and he says that you know out loud but what will happen is because women are mean girls the minute or sometimes guys can be mean guys you don't then make it physical mm-hmm. they're going to tell the public what oh, yeah. you've been doing and, and it's going to be a disaster they're going to tell the public and also men that are business owners listen to me carefully there yes. is a such thing as me too there is a such thing as you put me in your car mm-hmm. you i am only your employee you took me to happy hour you put me in your car and i felt like you were flirting with me and you're my boss correct Correct. And men, you need to watch out for that. Yes. Because women, you might be raised by your mama Mm -hmm. to be this wonderful, polite person. But beware of the women. And and we're we're now trashing women, but it's true. You show them any little extra attention, the next thing you know, they think you like them. Uh Uh-huh. When you don't. So you got to be really careful with that. Yes. And some men are just flirtatious men. Some right. men are men that like to flirt and they flirt on the side, but you, you cannot do that. You, you, you cannot do that because, because A, it opens up a lawsuit. It B, does. if you have a significant other and you are dating some, are you just dating someone? Trust Correct. me. She yes. sees it. She feels it. And as a woman, women don't say anything. They don't. They're, they're nope. quiet and they're silent about it. Correct. And then they go on their merry way yes. and can ruin you. Yes. They can literally ruin you. They can ruin and you or you're going to leave. You're going to. Is it is it really worth losing the love of your life for a Facebook like or post? Correct. You for someone really you don't careful. even know. Mm hmm. Yeah, you don't even know them, or even if you do, if you're hiding something from your spouse, yes, and they don't know about it, and you don't want them to know about it, like you're hiding your phone, oh, you or put whatever. Your phone, oh, oh, this is this is the big one. Put you put your phone down so the screen can't show. <laughs> right then, okay. So if you put it and you're hiding it, there's something on there you don't want your significant other to see. Why? Why? And maybe it is just somebody sending you cute little emojis or whatever, but you know they like you. Correct. And you don't want your spouse to know that. Uh-huh. Correct. Correct. And um, 
you know, uh, as women as well. Now, there are women that go out and seek men on social media. Yes, on purpose. They yes. seek them. And mm-hmm. you guys are the target. And they're they're really, they already got their eyes on you. They already know what they're going to do to you, what they're going to say to you. They already know that they're going to message you. They already know it. They and when you open it. up that can of worms and you continue and you know that it's wrong, then guess what? You're a victim. Correct. And women, here's here's to women. If you are going after a man that's married, okay? Uh-huh. And even if they tell you, oh, my wife and I are having trouble and we sleep in separate bedrooms and blah, blah, blah. If they are not divorced, yes, they're probably not going to leave their wife for you. Mm-mm. And it's hurtful on on every account. So and, there's and another thing: if they're, if they're not divorced, yeah. I mean, if I was old, I'll say, you know what, whatever. Because guess what? I'm not divorced. You're not getting a quarter. Right. You're not even getting a dime. You're not even getting a dime. You're side chick Thursday. Yes. Yes. And don't be a side chick. And you're not don't going to any chick. family reunions. And you're not getting right. a quarter. So it, you're really. You, you you really emotionally, you're making yourself hurt yes. more and more for the next good guy that might come along. Correct. And then you tie yourself up in knots, women, that, that when's he going to call me next? Yeah. When's he going to text me next? Yeah. When is that going to happen? When he's doing that around his kid's schedule, mm-hmm. his work schedule, and when he can talk because his wife can't see the phone. Yeah. So then you've tied yourself up in knots. Yeah. And so so I'm talking about the other woman point. If you even think that you were doing the right thing, because he said he was leaving his wife, he said he was doing that, and they haven't done it yet, you're going to be an emotional wreck because he's just playing you. Or yeah. he can't get out of it for whatever reason. He, yeah. he can't get out of it. He's going to play you and string you along as much as he can. And he cannot get out of it. And and what's going to come first is his family. You don't come first. Correct. If he's you, got you, kids. Mm-hmm. Who's going to come first is the woman with the ring on her finger. Who's going to come first is that woman. You're not going to come first. And Correct. if you think you are, you're crazy. You're crazy. And I feel bad for women that have gotten caught up in that because usually they're the ones we want to vilify Mm -hmm. because they're the ones being the cheater. But sometimes a guy isn't honest and they're not telling you that, Oh, I'm still living with him. I have no intentions on leaving. And so it's, it's a whole thing. You just really need to make sure the guy that you're going with is open and available to you. So you don't hurt another family and you don't hurt yourself. That is absolutely correct. Now, yep. people want to talk about the presidential election, Lizzie. What, yes, what, who do you think is going to be the candidate for the conservative and for the, for the Republican and the Democratic side? Who's going to be that top pick? I think the top pick is going to be Donald Trump. Uh for the Republican ticket. Mm-hmm. Now, does that mean that they're going to let him win? I, I don't know. I don't I don't think so unless we can get smarter to figure out how to fight the same battle they're fighting. Okay. The, the Democrat pick, I'm not sure. Some said Gavin Newsom, some say, you know, Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, it's going to be whoever Obama and his handlers want. Do you think Michelle Obama is going to run? I've heard Michelle Obama, but I 
I kind of don't think that she's gone around because I remember Michelle didn't want her husband, you know, um, after that second year, I think she said, this is kind of it. I, I'm yeah. we're kind of done yeah. with politics. Now, will Michelle Obama come out and help and speak for someone? I think yes. Yes. But I don't I, I'm, I'm kind of in and out about her running for office. Right, right. I am too, because I really do not know who the Democrat person is. I think in the end, if Joe doesn't run again, uh-huh. um, maybe Gavin Newsom, but he's almost too of the obvious pick. Maybe okay. at the end hour, they spring somebody on we haven't even thought of. Do you think it might be Harris? Do you think it might be VP Harris? No, I don't. You don't think she's going to run? Okay. I think she would like to, but I think she's one of the most unliked person in the Democrat Party by Democrats. Okay. So you can't even say that Republicans um, do or don't like him because, of course, we don't. But on the left, when she was running as one of the candidates to be the presidential candidate, she was like the 10th. She was like the 10th on the list. So I just don't think even Democrats like her. I really okay. don't. So Greg C just asked me, what is the attitude with um, the black community and Republicans? So I'll say that, um, and Trump, from your perspective, well, I think Republicans have not made their mark in the black community as they should. Mm-hmm. I agree. Me I being agree. a conservative woman, I think that they have not made that mark. And I think that they need to the, the the way that they really can make their mark is they need to get other uh, minority conservatives that are from the very communities, not not just go and get a minority conservative because um, just going to pick a minority conservative does not make them have the same presence and the value, you know, and understanding right. of what goes on in the impoverished communities. Because we all we always know, let's call a spade a spade. The minority, some minority conservatives that grew up in the more upper echelon homes, they grew mm-hmm. up in the in, in Republican households, right? Correct. So um they're, they are conservatives, and, and that's their way of thinking from you know uh, childhood age. Um, but I think Republicans need to really uh, take a seat back and handpick minority conservatives that can actually relate, that are relatable, right, right, to other minorities that have grew up in impoverished neighborhoods. And I think that is the biggest biggest downfall of the party right that i is, agree that because is a not big reaching. downfall and and their their excuse is well they won't vote for me anyway and that's not true mm-hmm. right that is that is not true and that's, i agree with not, you that's that's not true and so as and so Abe Abe Rivera said Republicans are misrepresented by the Dems and media. Well, as long as Republicans do not do not reach out to a vast majority of people, and I'm not just saying they're voters, um, they will be misrepresented. Because honestly, I can say that there are a lot of conservatives that have helped me, and they and I mean have helped me out a lot. But I still see the weak link and the weak links are the ones that do not reach out to other communities. Um, And uh, 
you know, and and we, there are some really good minority conservatives that want to walk that that want to work across party lines for the betterment of the American people. You know, there, there are. And and right now we have to um, work across party lines because there are there are people on the Republican and the Democrat side that's that's suffering. It is now time to make history. You know, we made history years ago when there were more southern conservatives that were black. Correct. You know, history and I, is you can't erase history. No, you can't erase history. And I agree with you. And there is a lot of conservatives that don't agree with me on this, where we have got to reach across the aisle. I know that they, that Republicans think Democrats are awful. Mm-hmm. But if you look in like local levels, anywhere you are in the United States, you can cross party lines to get things done. Yeah. We're not even talking about the top level nationally. We have got to reach across the aisle and look at them as a human and get a dialogue going on. Because if we don't, this country is doomed if we don't do that. Yes, we are. And we will never get what we really want. You know, people say, well, it will pull politics, you know, politics. Well, this damn over here, this Republican over here. Now, I don't like this person because they're a Democrat and I don't like this person because they're a Republican. And I'm not going to do that. I have people that are on the Democratic side that have helped so many of my patients that have talked to me, that respect me and I respect them. And I have people on the Republican side that I love that have helped me, that I know mm-hmm. I wouldn't be the businesswoman that I am if it wasn't because of them. You know, my, my, my biggest gift from the Republican Party is my mentor, John Harrington from Boston. Tell- you know, that's my biggest mm-hmm. gift from the party. And is he Republican or Democrat? He is Republican, graduated from Harvard, third generation Republican. That's wonderful. Deep down wonderful. Republican. But he gets meetings of people together. So all my pictures out of town with all these stars and, 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 you know, people that I will never be able to reach in my life. You know, I mean, who could when I sent you guys that picture when I was in Newport, who could put me in the position to to have met, you know, the pilot for Biden and Trump? Who flew the Marine One for the president? That's beautiful. Who's a veteran? You know, who could have met? Who could put me in the position to meet? You know, the um, ambassador of India to the United States. So I have been in some pretty high places because of him, and he has helped me. He's helped me a lot. So I can't say that um, Republicans are bad, and I can't say the Democrats are bad because I have all the women. That are that are their boots are on the ground. I have people; their boots are on the ground. They put everything beside them. You know, um, a, a, a great older woman that I think everyone should follow is Shameen Clark Hubbard. She's the former. Um, it was it was the former. Twenty uh, sixth ward, and it is the tenth ward now, and she's really making her way in in Missouri politics. And Shameen does what she has to do for the people she serves in her district. She has helped me with my veterans. If I make one call and say, this veteran is in your district and do you have this program? I just want to know about it. Can you tell me about it? She is on top of it. That's wonderful. And th- and she's a Democrat, And correct? she's a Democrat. And Shameen is a, she is a, she's known to be a leader. 
you know so we got to get rid of that um this side doesn't help and and, and greg see i'm so tired of the us and them and, and um you're red you're blue you're black you're white and let me give a prime example how could it be us and them when if you're catholic you don't believe in abortions nine times right. out of ten you do not believe in abortions yeah but you vote for the dem on a democratic ticket a party right a lot do. Yes, right, but lot do. not believing in abortions is more of a re conservative Republican value, right? That is true. So does that make you a Republican or does it make you a Democrat? You assume that that makes you a Republican. Correct. That's what most people assume. And the abortion, and I am pro-life for sure. But, and a lot of people that are pro-life are going to look at me and you're saying, but you have to look at more than one issue. And I hate to say that because I am for life for everyone. I'm yeah. not even for the death penalty because I think this is only God's decision to kill people. Yeah. But I am also not a person who, if a woman has had an abortion, mm -hmm. I don't want her in jail. Yeah. I so so some people say that makes me pro-choice, but it's it's a hard enough decision to make. And that's another thing that sometimes we have to get to the men. Yeah. Because you don't even have to be with the guy necessarily, but we need to make the guy stand up. Yeah. And and also be part of this and yeah. make consequences to the guy. Yeah. And so so go <clears throat> you know piggybacking off of that there are, there are a lot of decisions that are very hard because of your religious beliefs. Yes. There are a lot is. of decisions that are very hard because of educational beliefs, you know. There are a lot of decisions that are very hard because of how you grew up. And those decisions I think ultimately is up to the person. And if you want to vote for um, a, a Republican that is fine. And if you want to vote for a Democrat, that is fine as well. But I think getting the word out as to what each candidate stands for, because I might be uh, running for office and there are some things that I might not believe in because of religious beliefs. You know, right. there, there are right. other values that I might bring to the table that that will outweigh everything else. That one thing that you don't like. You know, exactly. and, and so we are stuck in America at this pivoting point where, oh, oh I don't want to vote for them because they're Republican. Well, guess what, baby? There are more Republicans that are secret Republicans that you don't even know yes. that are black. Correct. You're absolutely right. And Abe's saying that he believes that we are all way more alike and have a lot more in common and we know what's happening it's it's there's a middle ground that yeah. we can absolutely have but there's pressure there's pressure by the media uh -huh. there's pressure by our friends there's pressure because the whole thing has become so pivotal right now that mm -hmm. we have got to play nice in the sandbox do you know We've i have to. i have had people call me and say nicole and this is secret because it has to be a secret because of the backlash. And that shouldn't be. Correct. That, that shouldn't that's be. That's right. It you should, you be. should be able to vote who you want for. You should be able to speak to who you want to speak to publicly. You should be yes. able to say what you want to publicly as long as it's not disrespecting anybody else. That's I have exactly had right. people call me that are minorities that have said, Nicole, I don't per se like the people that are following Trump, some of the people that, you know, go outrageous. But I actually like his policies. Correct. 
And I've had people say, I like Joe Biden, but I don't like, you know, Trump. So who you vote for, I think this next presidential election, um, America, we, we, we're in this whirlwind right now, you know, and I think we should all be adults about who we want to vote for. Correct. You know, and, and what we want to do and, and not be bamboozled by someone else. I think we need to really be engaged about um, um, who what the policies are, what we truly believe in, what we what, what is a my household value, not your household value, Lizzie, not the group, but my household value. How do I think this president can move uh, America and the people that are in my same melting pot along? Right. They're in my same right. socioeconomic, you know, uh, background with my status. How can they move me along? That and that is, is a the very, question very good point. that we need to ask each other and instead of getting grouped up in these groups. Well, I'm with this progressive group and I'm with this group and I'm with that group. And, it's, and you find your tribe and you get with that group. I agree with that. And I have been guilty of, I never was before the whole 2016 election. Mm -hmm. I had friends from every political beliefs. I, I always leaned to the right, but I had friends in every group. And it was interesting in the 2016, that almost had to change mm -hmm. because um, people on the right were not going to talk to people on the left. People on the left were not going to talk on the right. And I got sucked up into that too. I, I didn't block people or anything because they were different, but I fought back harder than I ever would. And when I look back now, me fighting like that changed nothing. It changed nothing except for the fact that I wanted to be right. And now I've, I've already tried that. Mm -hmm. So now I am very very much for crossing the aisle. And, there's, and I'm pissing a lot of conservatives off when I say that. But I can say just in the state of Missouri, if you didn't reach across the aisle, and we talked about this on the show last week and the week before, yeah. that there was poisonous water. And it took a Republican and a Democrat to cross the aisle to actually get anything done. Yeah. Now, you don't have to agree with Cori Bush. You don't have to agree with Josh Hawley, which is the two that came together. Mm -hmm. But now they got something done. They got something done for the betterment of the people. Yes, exactly. And so I have totally changed my tune and I am thrilled that I work on Cancel This because Vic knows that I am very myself is very right wing due to small business, less taxes, military, police, pro-life, all of it. Mm -hmm. But I want to use this platform to actually get something done, not just talk about it. Because when I was just talking about it before, I actually got nothing done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But since I've been able to have this platform and talk to people like yourself, Nicole, some some that are Democrats, you're a conservative. Well, you're not. You're a Republican, correct? Yeah, I'm a conservative. Yeah, I'm a conservative. Yeah. I'm, I'm a. I consider myself an independent conservative because right. I am. You know, there's no way where I grew up that I can't. I cannot be. You know, I am. I grew up on the west side of St. Louis, so there are there are certain battles that I. I know still exist you know and, and I'm trying to figure since I've been in politics um, and really DC politics the swamp down in DC has really trained me to be this go-getter you know to really yes. look on things from the both sides of the aisle and, and I, I again 
And my mentor always says, look at things on both sides of the aisle. And he introduced me to um, the book, James Baker, the man who ran Washington. And he was the man that he he went across party lines when he came, when he stepped into the room, deals were made. Yes. The top four things you want as a Democrat, put them down. The top four things you want as a Republican, put them down. How can we make this work? Correct. For and we've lost sides. that in America. We've lost the ability to speak somebody different from us. It even goes back to the mean girl we were talking about. Yeah. They could be right or left or whatever, but if we don't agree with someone these days, we just shout them down. Yeah. We just insult them. We just don't look at the bigger picture, but we have got to look at the bigger picture. And I'm thrilled to be, you know, talking with you and we've become really tight friends because we believe the same. However, in the same token, we have differences. Yeah. Um, and we want to help. We want to really do something. We yeah. want to fix it. And if we don't take our hand and reach across the aisle and befriend people different than us, mm -hmm. we are going to get nothing done. Nothing. Nothing is going to get done. Um, it, it's going to continue to be the same. And yes. these these are the problems that we have in cities, you know, where, where we got this gun violence and, and, the, and then the poverty level. Nothing will ever change. And, and if you continue to keep people down and you continue not to have these conversations as if these problems don't exist yes then this is these are the ending results you know this is what we're going to get so i think it, it takes um it, 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 it greg for the world to be at peace we have to be at peace with each other and i absolutely agree yes. greg you know um I agree. we we got to be at peace with each other you know and like peggy right. said learn not to be non-judgmental you know my my biggest um complaint is that i get judged because of my affiliation with the republican party when and when in fact if you know me behind closed doors, I've sat in meetings with Republicans and told them how I feel about people in the city of color and people that look like me, people Correct. that grew up like me. You know, mm -hmm. I have no problem. I don't, I don't sugarcoat my tongue. And I think this is I don't think I know this is what the party is missing because I'm talking too much like right. I'm talking what they don't want to hear some. And that's why I branch out outside of St. Louis. But I can say that the St. Louis Republican Party have embraced. They've embraced me. They're beginning to understand who I am. And the only thing we can do, Lizzie, is we can come together. Now, maybe we need to run for office. Maybe, maybe we need um, in the future to show how it needs to be done. And I don't care if it's on a small level. How two women from two totally different backgrounds, yes, from two totally different sides, you know, um yeah. how can how we can move St. Louis forward in a way that it needs to be moved because exactly I and I have a vested interest in that now where I didn't I grew up you know till I was a teenager in Delwood which was North County and then mm. now I live in St. Charles County but we own property in St. Louis City and two of my children and my daughter-in-law now live in St. Louis City mm -hmm. and I have seen it and, and this is a national podcast so look at any of your cities and wherever you're at there is good things about the city I have seen a whole new thing just in my own brain about the city and I love it I 
absolutely love it. So the suburban girl does want to help not only the suburbs. I want to do well by the city. Mm -hmm. I want to do well for all individuals instead of just talking, just talking, talking, talking. We've got to do something about it. And the only way we can do it is to make good relationships with all kinds of people and not be a mean girl ourselves. Yeah. And and recognize really what's going on. And, you know, when I went down to Baltimore, when Trump said Baltimore was a dump, it stinks, it's trashy. I wanted to see for myself. I was sent to Baltimore with two other um, liberal conservatives and I went. And I put the pictures up and I can say it was a stinky, trashy dump. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was poverty like I've never seen it. Yes. It was trash stacked up in buildings. And this is not anything anyone told me. This is my own eyes. It was it made me cry. It was disgusting. And whoever was running that district ought to have been ashamed of themselves. Absolutely. They didn't pick Absolutely. up trash for those people. And I have a thing with any politician. I don't care who you are. Just because a person is poor, you don't treat them like they're poor. Because, you know, you got poor in, in the rural areas. And you got yeah, poor. You, you got poor in St. Louis City. So just because, you know, you, you, you got poor in Pulaski County, you got a big heroin meth, like addiction, where these children are being taken. The the mothers and fathers are so bad. Um on meth that the judges like like these court cases are backed up okay from taking these children these children are in these homes while the while the parents are are the the meth is just going they're going nuts there so you know we have to understand that there's poverty on both sides Yes, there is poverty on both sides. And that's that's the problem, is we have to pick a side. We have to be right. We yeah. have to be left. And where you and I do agree is I would be considered an independent conservative. Yeah. Because at one point I wanted to be a Republican, but there's there's damage being done in both. Mm-hmm. So and, and we're not at the point we can have a third party, so we have to pick a choice. But there has to be more people like us yeah. that are crossing the aisle, being non-judgmental, looking at groups that maybe are not like us to make a difference. Because yeah. you're absolutely right. There's white people that have huge meth addictions, and mm-hmm. it's so scary. And then there's black people with meth addictions yeah. that is so scary. And so we have to look at the whole big picture. And God put us here for a reason. Mm-hmm. So our reason isn't here to just bitch and just use our soapboxes to pick a side. And I I was guilty of that. I don't want to do that anymore. I want to actually use our platform to help people, to make a difference. And, yeah. and like Donna's saying, she quit church because it was too political. Right and left. You can go to church and have it a social justice DEI program, or you can go and have it just a right wing rah, rah, rah session there. We need to get back to just being people that God created us to be. And I know not everyone that listens is a Christian, but if we did that, we would make a humongous difference. It sounds Pollyanna-ish, but it's not. It, yeah. it really isn't. It You're can right. be done. Let the church be the church because I don't remember yes. growing up in church and they talked about politics. I remember yeah. growing up in church and they talked about church. I remember going to right. Sunday school and it was about church. It was about what God wanted us to be. It was about reading the Bible. So, you know, we, we turn everything into politics and politics don't belong everywhere. It doesn't belong in the workplace. It doesn't belong no. in church. You know, there's certain things that politics, just you shouldn't even be talking about it. 
Correct. We shouldn't be talking about it in our schools either. And no. our schools are an no. indoctrination camp. And so, no. and that is a political thing yeah. to a certain extent, but it shouldn't be just teach our children to read and write and, and do, you know, arithmetic. And we have to teach children to share. And that's a lost art because we can't, our children cannot cope. Just like we were talking the mean girls earlier, mm-hmm. we can't cope. Our kids can't cope because we don't know how to be nice to each other and everyone's angry, especially our children. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and and this, and again, the message to ladies is women have so much going on. We're mothers, we're housekeepers, (laughs) we're employees, you know, we're cooks, we're... There is, we're business owners, you know, we're progressing, we're politicians, you know, we're change makers. There is no way that us as women, we have to be so mean and so cutthroat and I'm going to get you, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to get you because I shouldn't have to get you. So why do you have to get me? Why do we have, why we should stop that? You don't see men walking around, I'm going to get you. You see men, if they're mad at each other and they have a disagreement with business, they might have a disagreement, and most of the time, they make up. Right, and they make up fast. Yeah. They make up, like, they'll have a fight. And in the olden days, of course, they would use their fists and do fisticuffs. Yeah. But now, they might say something mean or whatever, and within, like, three days, if they just don't talk about it again, they're fine. Yeah. Women are more apt to, I'm going to get her on social media, and I'm going to blast her out there, and I'm going to say how she hurt my feelings, and uh-huh. blah, 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 instead of just drop it. Just, yeah. you don't have to be their friend anymore if you don't want to, but be nice to other women. Yeah. Be nice. Because the woman that you gang up against and you don't even know, mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, that's the woman that you can get so much knowledge from. That's the Correct. woman that can help you. And, and usually hurt people hurt women and hurt women hurt women. And when Correct. I say hurt women hurt women, um, Women that are hurt, they want it. They got it out. Yes. And we got to find a way um, how to bring those women in so they won't hurt other women. Correct. Because it's not right and it's not fair. And when you see a woman that's that's hurt, instead of bringing her down, um, talk to her. Ask her what's wrong. Um, See why she why she's hurt. You never know what anybody you, you you never know. This this woman, I look at women veterans that come in, you just never know. You see the worry. You yes, see the you look, do. you know, and that's why we're on that movement at VAUC to make it such a good place for veterans, you know. No matter who's against it, I'm gonna keep that good heart. I'm gonna keep that good heart and I'm gonna keep on going and I'm gonna do what I have to do for every veteran that walks through that door. And you do that. Tell them before we leave today, what do you do? What, what, what do you get up and do? Not even as a woman, although that's great that you are. How are you helping people? And you do every day. You put so, your money where your mouth is, literally. So when you think of urgent care, you think of they just come in for uh, you know the, the basic needs of maybe they have a cut, maybe they have a headache. Um, we're a little bit bigger than that. Um, it's urgent care because we do emergent needs. Um, but we help them with PTSD. We help them with um, back pain, you know, neck pain, um, neurology problems. Um, we help them with podiatry problems, um, neuropathy, and, and wound care. And we also have um, social workers. Um, 
We we play chess with them. We have yoga. Shout out to Diana Lucas. You know, we do yoga and, and we, we think of anything we can do in that space um, to help veterans and to make this like their home. We make VAUC like their home. So it's an urgent care. You can walk in anytime. Um, we're open six days a week now. We have some phenomenal um, medical providers there. Um, and we are a community care authorized um program um so the va it's, it's free for veterans but also if it's not free for veterans if they're homeless veterans or veterans that are not eligible at the va we don't turn them around which is why we started a charity we don't want any veteran turned around because there is a big homeless population of veterans um there's a lot of veterans with a lot of neurological problems we help them get their dd-214s um so they can become eligible at the va and we also have a little charity store that we're starting, and we have a lot of donations that's been given to us for clothes, and we let veterans come in there for clothes and shoes that need it. So we are a one-stop shop um, with, with social work and just with the medical needs and the well-being of veterans. And um, I don't employ anyone that is not veteran-driven or that, that really is not happy. Because I don't want veterans coming in. They're, they're usually unhappy. So when you come into the doors of VAUC, we want you to be happy. We want you to listen to the jazz. We want you to get a fresh fruit. You know, we promote nutrition. Um, so that's what we do. And, and we are trying to make our mark within the United States, all around the United States. Um, and, and that is what we are. We are a brand uh, that made history in St. Louis. And I think that's beautiful. And you hit the nail on the head that when you're looking to employ someone, look at someone that has a full life or at least comes out looking like they do and they're happy. Because if you employ anyone that brings their heavy stuff to their work, mm -hmm. especially what, what you do working with veterans, it brings the whole organization down. So you have to have happy faces and joyful people because yeah. joyful people get things done. Thank well, you. Nicole, how do, they, how do we get a hold of you if a veteran needs your help. So um, they can walk in to 4030 Shoto. We're right in the Grove on the corner of Manchester and Shoto. Um, fourth floor is free parking in the back. And they can go online to www.vauc.org. Um, or they can call the office at 314-696-2090. And they can. And so we're doing telemedicine 24-7 now. So even when we're closed, we're doing telemedicine. Um, we're thinking about extending our hours. Um, so we, we really, um, we salute our veterans and we are very happy to have you all. Thank you for serving um, this country. And thank you to shout out to everybody that's donated, everybody that's volunteered, everybody that supports. Um, I, I would like to I sit on the board now of the St. Louis Veterans Ball and we are doing a big nice. shindig. Yes. Um, out in St. Charles for our second ever Veterans Ball. And we want to make it the big one in November. Do you need volunteers? Yes, we and do. And how would, how would we get in contact so, with you? Because um, I'd like to volunteer. STLVeteransBall.com. Um, and or you can call up to the office for me or send a message for me. Um, N.Jenkins at BAUC.org. Um, and we're going to rock this year out for Veterans Ball. Rebecca Talman, George Herrera, the entire board. Um, but we're going to rock this out this year for our veterans. Get your ball gowns and get dressed up. 
I love this so much. Well, Nicole, thank you for being with me today for Girl Power. And I know we're going to have many more of these coming up. And you men, thank you very much for sticking with us because yeah. women need your support too. Thank, thank you, viewers. And thank you will you be so seeing much. a lot of us. Right, Lizzie? Absolutely. <laughs> and you guys have a great day. This was Cancel This at CancelThisShow.com. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye.